FPL feels pretty tough at the moment. So today I'm going to take you through my game week 14 top transfer targets for all of you. We're going to go through some defenders, midfielders and forwards that I think you should be buying into your team. We'll also talk about some highly owned assets that I think you should be continuing to buy into your teams if you still don't have them. We'll talk about some highly transferred in players that I actually feel like are traps and you should avoid. And we'll finish with a few differentials as well. So today it is the game week 14 transfer targets. Welcome back everyone, FPL Harry here. It is transfer targets time. Before we dive in, 1,000 likes on the video is always the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here as well. But before we dive in, the data taken from all of these videos is always taken from Fancy Football Scout members area. There is a link in the description which will get you a discount. They are also running Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals which will continue throughout the week which will give you a discount plus a free gift on signing up. So if you are interested, do check the link in the description. But to start off, let's have a look at some obvious players I think you should still buy, even though they're still highly owned. Of course, Erling Haaland and Mo Salah are in here. They are still consistent. I still think you want a team with both of these two assets in it. One of them performs pretty much every week. The captaincy is settled. You have two assets that are consistent. They're explosive that you can happily captain every single game week. So just finding a way to fit both of them into your team with the enablers that we've got that we'll talk about during this video as well definitely go for them. The final one is Arsenal. Arsenal look to be focusing a little bit more on control this season, so we're talking about their defence. We'll talk about several of the defensive assets later on in this video, and we'll pick that apart a little bit, but I definitely feel like you need to have at least one of their defenders in your team for the run of fixtures that they've got coming up, starting with Wolves at home in game week 14. Now, a few highly transferred in players that I personally would avoid. Now, when I go into this, it is worth reminding you that I tend to play FPL pretty cautiously. I don't pick minutes risk-based players. I don't pick really high upside players if there is a risk that comes with them, which is why these three players don't fall into the type of player that I personally would buy into my FPL team. The first up is Zinchenko. Zinchenko has done well recently. He's got a lot of bonus points, clean sheets as well. However, that is while Ben White is out injured. Ben White has come back from injury. He was on the bench in the most recent game and he's likely to be fit from game week 14 onwards. This means although Tomiyasu is unlikely to start, we have seen Tomiyasu take some minutes at left back of Zinchenko. Whether it's been at half time, like we saw against Chelsea, whether it's an early sub, whether it's just starting the game. Over Christmas, there are so many games to play with Champions League for them as well. I do think there is a decent chance that Zinchenko does miss out on a few minutes more than the other defenders that we've got in this list. Next up is Doku, but it's generally all Manchester City excluding Erling Haaland. It's the same for this. Going into Christmas, it is even more important to pick players who are minutes safe. There are so many game weeks. I think there's seven game weeks between now and New Year's Day. We have weekend, midweek, weekend, and then later on, just after Christmas, we have weekend, midweek, weekend again. If you're looking at the likes of Doku, Foden, you're looking at one of the defenders as well, you know that you are taking a big gamble, and it is a risk that I don't think you want to be taking. So, if you're owning a Manchester City asset, it's Erling Haaland. If you're on anyone else, for me, it's a no-go. The finally is Alexander Isaac. He is back. Callum Wilson is injured. So there is part of you that might think that Isaac is a good option, having scored against Chelsea in game week 13 as well. However, the upcoming fixtures are okay. Manchester United and Spurs in the next three, but Everton and Fulham in the next four as well is still a decent enough run. However, his injury record is not great. Going into Christmas with the amount of fixtures that Newcastle have, they have the most fixtures out of any team joint with Liverpool, but Liverpool are basically already qualified going into their European group, whereas Newcastle 
still have to beat PSG and AC Milan if they want to qualify from their group. So it is very difficult for them. They need to focus on that as well as the Premier League. And combining that with Isaac's injury record, without Callum Wilson there, he's going to have to play a lot of minutes. And I just think it's too big a risk to take. So moving on to that Arsenal, we spoke about the defence and we said not Zinchenko. Very rarely do I put a goalkeeper in this list. However, there are a reasonable amount of you asking me about goalkeepers. If you've got Ariola, if you've got Turner, you are looking for a goalkeeper upgrade. For me, it is David Raya. David Raya is second only to Alisson for points per 90 so far this season. Yet he's still only 4.9 million. Arsenal have an expected goal conceded of 127 minutes, which is less than 0.8 expected goals conceded per game so far this season. Ramsdale starts in game week 13 because Raya couldn't play against Brentford. And I think it's fair to say that I don't expect Ramsdale to be coming back into that Arsenal team very often after the performance that he did put in. Yes, it was a clean sheet, but he very nearly gave Brentford and Burmo a goal in that game. So Raya at 4.9 million, the way Arsenal are defending, if you can't stretch to Gabriel and Saliba in defence, for example, Raya, 4.9 million upgrading for Ariola, I think is a great pick. But we all do hate making goalkeeper transfers. So the other two to look at are Gabriel and Saliba. Saliba up to 5.5 million now. I don't own him and I feel like the boat has sailed a little bit with him. Gabriel at 4.9 million. Now, the underlying data is slightly better for Saliba because there was that period at the start of the season where Saliba was starting and Gabriel wasn't. It does feel like the partnership is back together. The underlying data slightly favours Saliba in terms of expected goal involvement, in terms of attacking returns, but... There's not much to pick between them. There was a little bit of a period earlier on in the season where Gabriel missed one game against Sheffield United and everyone started to concern again. However, Saliba then missed the midweek game straight after and it felt really like Arteta wanted to rest Gabriel and Saliba in a game each and didn't want to rest them in the same game. So they had to rest in one and then one in the other. One was the Champions League. And if it had been the other way around, no one would have an issue with Gabriel and everyone would be thinking, oh, well, Gabriel's absolutely nailed. So I don't worry that much about Gabriel. I think they're equally nailed. Maybe Gabriel misses one game over the Christmas period and maybe Saliba plays them all. But 4.9 million for him. They are both great. It just depends on who you can afford. And then a player who was pretty fortunate not to actually score against the Arsenal defence in game week 13 was the Brentford attacker Brian Burmo. Looking pretty good so far this season. Up there for expected goals amongst all players. He's up to 7 million now. 0.57 expected goals per 90 so far this season. A little bit inflated by penalties, but still very good underlying data. Plus, his expected assist data at 0.3 as well. The fixtures do look really good. The only thing, of course, to mention with him is the blank game week. If you don't have any cover for the blank game week, you don't even have anyone on your bench like an archer who can play, then you might be putting yourself in a bit of a difficult position going and buying him. But if you have someone like archer who can fill in for that week, I do think he is probably my number one transfer target, given that he plays Luton this week and the fixtures and how good Brentford look going forward normally. Now, the cheaper midfielder that I spoke about in my transfer plans video that I'm pretty certain I'm going to bring into my team this week, because I already own Mbermo, is Cole Palmer of Chelsea. 5.3 million, 12.3% owned still, and those Chelsea fixtures going forward look great. People are like, well, it's Brighton and United in the next two, so I'll wait. I guarantee by game week 16, he'll be 5.5 million at the cheapest. Plus, Brighton and United, although United have kept a few clean sheets, Brighton definitely aren't. Are one of the few teams not to keep a clean sheet so far this season. He's on penalties. His online data is good. He has relied a little bit on penalties, as you can see with his expected goals. 0.6, but only 0.2 if you take out penalties. But if you add that to the expected assists, about one return every two games for someone at 5.3 million. Basically, my 
narrative with him is he is so good at being so cheap and enabling you to do things with your team elsewhere. If you're struggling to get Salah and Haaland into your team with Watkins, with Trippier, with Saka, with Son, with whoever else you want, make sure you've got Cole Palmer because with those Chelsea features coming up, I do think he stays in the team with Nkunku coming back. I do think that will make Chelsea better as well. And I just think they'll look so good. And his price, it just feels like a no-brainer to me. And then up front. Now, Ollie Watkins, for me, is still the second best striker in the game, but the fixtures coming up are more difficult. So now might not be the best time to go and buy Watkins. If you're looking for a striker, I still really like Dom Solanke. Scored twice against Newcastle. Now, Bournemouth scored three times in game week 13, and he came with, away with absolutely nothing, a two-pointer. However, given the fixtures, I still think he's a good buy. He's a great Christmas purchase. Over the Christmas period, Bournemouth don't have the additional games of Europe, plus the Cup with that, like others have. However... Solanke is likely to play 90 minutes in pretty much every single game that Bournemouth have over the period, which is very, very rare for a lot of players in the Premier League going into this busy, busy schedule. Plus the fixtures that he's got, plus his underlying data is very decent for a striker at 6.5 million. If you can't quite afford the likes of Watkins, you don't want to go for him for his fixtures. You've got Julian Alvarez and you're looking to sell him. For me, Dom Solanke is the number one pick. You could look at the likes of Isaac, you could look at the likes of Darwin, but they feel like just Christmas headaches before they've even begun. And then finally, the top three differentials of this video, two of which play at Nottingham Forest, and then finally Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling for me is not an alternative to Cole Palmer. He would be an addition. I still think Cole Palmer offers too good value at about 1.7 million cheaper that he needs to be in there. But with the Chelsea features from game week 16, Sterling does look back to some of the best we've seen him in a long time. That if you want something different in your midfield, you don't fancy him Burmo, for example, he could be a very good differential at a similar price. The other two play for Nottingham Forest, who do have a really nice run of fixtures over the next about five or six game weeks. You have a cheap forward up front in Chris Wood, 4.9 million, while Awanyi is out for the remainder of the year, probably until maybe late January, he's going to be out until 4.9 million now he's not going to set the world alight but if he's your third striker he's definitely better than Cameron Archer and if you're going to rely on him more than you're going to rely on Cameron Archer then he's definitely a good pick and in defense now they're much better at home defensively but Harry Toffolo at 4.4 million could be a really nice option. He's got several assists in the most recent game weeks as well. So I do fancy him for attacking return. They are okay for clean sheets. Plus they have the fixtures. A lot of the defenders we're looking to buy don't have fantastic fixtures. Now, of course, if you can buy an Arsenal defender, definitely buy them over Toffolo or a other, you know, Nottingham Forest defender. But if you don't have the money, he could be a cheap alternative for sure. So We've had highly owned assets to buy. We've spoken a lot about Arsenal, particularly defensively this video, how strong they have been. Top five players to buy and then my top three differentials going into game week 14. Thank you all so much for watching. I hope this was useful. What players are you buying into your team? Is it going to be a differential? Or are you sticking true to the Arsenal assets, to Brian Burmo or to Cole Palmer as well? Let me know who you're buying in the comments. Like the video before you go. Subscribe if you are new around here and I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.